0: I'm Drea. I'm Meg. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting, the fiber arts as a whole, and how awesome it is. Before we get into today's topic, let's talk about what we're working on this week. Jess, what are you working on?
1: (laughs) So... (laughs) I'm working on my Pardon Mustache make along tea cozy thingamajigger, which is um, from Yarn Inspirations, and it's just the knit flower basket tea cozy. And I've kind of gone off the rails with it a little bit because I am totally not doing it in the yarn or the gauge or anything like that. I basically took the pattern and I am going. Um, but it's for a tinier teapot, and it needed a, need a, a tinier stitch. Wing it like everything in wing your it. life. <laughs> I'm winging it. Um, and it's pretty cute. So I have one half done. I'm almost done with the basket part of the other half. Um, Which is pretty fast,
0: considering you only work on it. I only work on it recording. when we're recording. <laughs> so,
1: and then I have my other projects for all the time. So so it's it's working out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's coming along. I am I'm, I'm like, you know, almost halfway done with it. And I'm looking forward to getting to the knit flowers cuz those are going to be super cute. From Critical Hit dyes, and I'm pretty sure this one is a Barrett and I have Redtail going on, and I don't know what the flowers are going to be in. It's whatever I grab out of the bag. Excellent.
2: <laughs> Tina. I am plugging away at my Ingle sweater. Yay. It is going along. Um I haven't knit too much actually since we last chatted but uh, which actually was fairly recently um but because we had an odd week last week thanks air mm. quality um <laughs> but um but yeah I'm just kind of I've been stuck in the half inch mark of the body <laughs> I feel like for too long um i'll get there i swear i will you will um
1: how it be sometimes yeah
2: and i i still i have the pattern picked out um for the make along so i think at some point i might um switch over to that um the brioche hat i was making i think is turning into a cowl i don't know what happened but like <laughs> it got too <you> big <laughs> It was like what the heck i'm looking at it i'm like this is a really floppy hat. And I was you like, know what? It hey, it's be too saved. big even it for your head.
3: Oh, oh wow! Yes. She's got a big head. <laughs> I ha- Wait, I didn't take that as an insult. No, Drea- I know, I know.
2: Drea's head to my head in circumference is quite the difference.
3: Also, I have a very tiny head. So. You do, yeah. I do. So, I like for example, I was
2: making, I made a hat on my um, Addy King. And I bound it off. I'm like, oh, this is way too tight. What the, who makes hats like this? And I give it to Drea and it like fits perfect. It was like room. Yeah. There was like room for her to put a hand. Yeah. And me, it was like, and I'm like, this is okay. It's a good hat. It's, <laughs> yeah. At least I know it will fit someone. It won't fit me. <laughs> but I am using a String NYC Dolcetto DK in gray, dark gray, and red. Nice.
3: Excellent. Dreya. Uh, A chemishawl by Isabel Kramer. Faded jeans. Jeans. I thought you were just going to say jeans. (laughs) Jeans. (laughs) Um, Silver moon fiber arts. That sounds right. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds Sounds right. right. Feels right. In jeans. In In faded jeans. (laughs) Beautiful.
0: Meg? I um, just split for the sleeves today on my calliope sweater. That is so good
3: look at the halo on that!
2: Thank like you. it is
0: so it good is so pretty. i love it first of all that came up very fast yeah um, it's listen i've never knit a sweater out of dk before this is like lightning compared to knitting a fingering weight sweater like, i'm looking at your mine is supposed
2: to be dk i'm looking at yours and i'm looking at mine and like mine looks like fingering compared to yours
1: well, it's a DK held with the mohair oh, which makes yeah. it a little Oh, So bit, it's a little bit okay. bigger a little bit. than a DK. Yeah. No,
2: I'm like, yeah, that's okay cuz yeah. No, this looks like the same thick as your solid yarn. I'm just Okay, never mind. Yeah. I'm just I'm sitting there like, "Wow, I'm so No, it it knits
0: it knits up really 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 fast. Um I've also been like pretty project monogamous for the last 3 weeks. You? So, I know I know it's it's been so I did I did pick out what I'm gonna knit for the make-along um so I'm probably gonna start that pretty soon but on a whole I haven't picked up anything else but this um in a few weeks so I've just been knitting round and round this is what I needed right now I just needed something that was tactile and easy that was kind of where my brain was at so that's why it's been going so fast but anyway it's Calliope by Melissa Clulo it's all over the internet lately yarn harlot made one a few weeks ago so a lot of people are knitting them i've been noticing perfect timing yeah and i'm knitting it out of critical hit dyes wizard and mystic held together and both of them are in the colorway etherealness be sure to check out our website pardonmystash.com for more information as well as pictures regarding our current projects patterns and yarns So for our topic tonight, we're going to get a little bit serious. Something we never do on this, on this um,
3: super serious
0: on this podcast was sort of. I'm feeling super serious today. Super serious. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the state of the union crafting world in general. We're
2: not doing the state of the The union. We're not doing the state of the union. Serious, Straya. That was very. serious.
0: I mean, that state of the union would be pretty serious, but I am not the president, nor do I want to be fair I don't think anyone at this table wants to be agreed let's move on (laughs) (laughs) so the least enviable job in the world so state of the crafting world on a whole talk about um kind of where things are at because there's been a lot of talk lately on um social media about um you know what's going on with designers indie dyers small businesses in the fiber arts all together um and, you know, we had the, the unfortunate incident with the closure of stitches about a month ago mm-hmm. and how that impacted a lot of teachers, indie dyers, craftspeople in general. We want to talk a little bit today about, you know, what we have seen, um, what's been going on, kind of noticing a puzzling, not puzzling, but more disturbing trend, um, and maybe what we as fellow fiber artists can do to try and help.
3: Well, what's happening?
0: At least from my perspective, I have seen
2: a lot of people just kind of calling it quits. (laughs) Not with the fiber arts, but with the consumeristic side of the fiber arts. There's a lot of um, knitters that are pattern designers that are retiring, quote-unquote, from doing any further designing. Um, There's indie dye shops that are just done. Like, they're just, okay, that's it. Like, they might be doing... Uh, a fiber arts venture, but it's no longer in the indie dye space, nor are they going to be selling to the general public. And then there's just this kind of collective, like, exhaustion with the idea of of peddling, as I like to put it, um, your wares. Because, like, what happened, guys? <laughs> Once upon a time, in a land far away, <laughs> that, you know, like, fiber arts... And kind of honestly A skill that you could do with your hand I'm talking about like the trades I'm talking about the crafts in general Any kind of crafts There was like this time where people would like Look at craftsmen or women And go wow what a skill I will pay many, many dollars for that skill because that is a very tough thing to do. And I appreciate the work and time that has gone into that.
3: Yeah, but I can just go to like a big box store and I can um, buy the same thing for, you know, $15. Correct. So why am I going to pay you?
2: Correct. That And that's honestly the problem is that you have this kind of um, reduction of the quality of... Craftsmanship in general because it's all getting Fa- fast pumped fashion. out. Yeah. And I think there's, and as we all know as fiber artists, there is this misconception of that uh, especially crochet um, that that is just oh yeah just thrown on a machine Um, sir or madame that is not from a machine yeah Um, what you were buying if you're buying something crochet from some big box store is usually from someone getting severely underpaid for their work um, for like pennies on the hour for their time Um, and it's just furthering this kind of distinction of uh, poverty within the f- folks that have those kind of skills because it's just not valued. And it's interesting because it's causing disruptions with a lot of different things. One is that if you are it- selling your wares, you're just, you have the people that are just tired of it. Like, no, I'm not going to reduce my prices. And it's not worth it anymore, because you're not going to buy it for the price that it's worth. Well, so,
1: you know, that you see an issue stores selling them, you know, just by themselves, is the fact that you it has created this idea that it takes an actual artist that doesn't own a factory and mm-hmm. a big machine that does it, that it takes them the same amount of time for the same amount of cost. Correct. Um, and there's this disconnect now uh, between the consumer and the seller of these things, thinking that it's all made the same exact way. And that, I think, is the issue, is that I, don't, I feel like a, it's not everywhere. Obviously, you still have people that know and understand what goes into a craft, but you get a lot of people that kind of like, that disappears and there's just the magic of, the store Mm. where they don't even think about how the production actually happens or how it's actually made, which I mean, even if you're looking at the factory things, it's kind of interesting and like super like, so check that out. But, but they don't think about that. It's just, nope. I walk into the store, I pick it up and you know what, if, if I, uh, complain about the price, they'll try and barter with me down. And that's not necessarily the case anymore. Um, And some of that, too, you're seeing that is rounding about you're you're seeing a lot of platforms that people are using to sell are starting to side more with the consumer than the seller, which in some cases, yes, that that can be good. But it's to a point um, now where there are consumers that abuse it and like Etsy is a bit having a big blowout right now because um, someone can just say, Hey, I didn't get this. And instead of actually looking into it, they're like, Oh, okay, we'll refund you. And now the person has the product, the cash and the seller is now out all of that. And you're seeing a, I'm seeing a lot of sellers saying they're leaving Etsy because of this, because they're, they're losing money. They're, they're literally going bankrupt because Um, chargebacks and the the best
2: part of etsy that is killing me right now is that there's there's um tip videos on how you can let someone know that they're buying a five dollar pattern not a five dollar sweater yeah yeah, mm -hmm. like there's people that legitimately buy something for five dollars for like or ten dollars even and it's a pattern
3: and they think it's a they think they're getting shipped a sweater
1: product, yeah, or a hat
2: or a whatever. and I'm sitting there going like,
1: are you crazy? <laughs>
2: like in what in what capacity, unless you're going to some kind of secondhand store or like that you would find anything knitted or crocheted for nothing? Like you th- when I see prices like that, it's usually because I've gone to a goodwill, somebody dropped all grandma's blankets at Goodwill <laughs> and they're for five dollars each. And that's when I see those prices. They're not on Etsy. There's no, nobody's sending you a luxury no. beanie made of sure. Merino and silk and cashmere for $5. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. And, but what's happening is that they, they put, they give them bad reviews. And then yeah. there's people who even buy the pattern and they say they like they can't figure out how to download the pattern, so then they leave a bad review because they can't figure out how to use the app. And I'm
3: like, that's not the seller's fault. That's Etsy's fault
2: for having a bad app. Like, I can't even
3: realize that things like that were happening. Yes, if I were honest. They, yes. They do. Like, and even you're with, telling me this right now. Yeah. Like, People are buying patterns and expecting a finished product. Yes, and it's like literally killing me on the inside. Right. <laughs> there's
0: there's also very little um, oversight from a lot of sites like like Etsy. That um, and this happened. I remember a few years ago with um, Blue Brick, the Blue Brick um, yarn company, and Wingspan. When their did you remember when the Wingspan pattern yes. went viral yeah. and everyone mm-hmm. was buying Ibis? I don't think it was Blue Brick that was the that was as impacted as the artist who designed Wingspan, other people, scammers, were taking that, creating their own pages with the picture picture. of Wingspan and selling the kits. And there's no oversight, like nobody could stop them. So people were getting scammed out of that. And scamming, I think, is another huge part of of why people are, are getting out of it, both sellers and honestly, like, consumers because we we've all heard the stories of small businesses that don't deliver that accept money and then they don't deliver a product and especially the in the fiber arts if you're buying you know a indie dyed yarn or an advent or you know something that is a, a considered a luxury item normally you have put some money away you have planned for that and it's it's not like it's a couple of bucks that you know okay you know that's inconvenient but no big deal. A lot of buyers have gotten turned off of small businesses because unlike a big box store, it's it's harder to get to be made whole when you've been taken advantage of. So it kind of goes both ways. It, it really it does. does. It, it's it's on the sellers. It's also on the buyers. Um, on both ways. And it sucks because this minority. Because really, it is at the end of the day, for the most
2: part, if you sell an item. Right. It's a minority. It gets to the person, the person says thanks and moves on. But then you have the minority, uh, you know, that's even if it's 10%, it's still a huge amount to a small business of people who are trying to scam them out of a pattern, scam them out of a product. Uh, you know, or from the buyer's perspective, buying an item and just never receiving it, right. and mm-hmm. the seller just getting off. And again, free. there's so
0: few of them that do that, but it doesn't matter. But it, but like, it, but when it tarnishes. It happens, it's huge. Yeah, it yes.
2: tarnishes everybody, and it goes crazy, and, and be,
0: everyone hears about it.
2: Because at the end of the day, you all, everyone gets lumped as a small business owner, right? right. And people and talk, people talk, and then it's like, oh well, this indie dyer scammed me, so then all of them, or yeah. this designer scammed me, so then all of them and or i bought an
0: advent and i didn't receive it so i'm never gonna buy advents again yep. yeah yep. and then it's like that product in particular just gets right. ruined
2: i i understand like things happen and but it's i think at the end of the day if everybody would just i know this is a hard concept people but we're gonna try right now <laughs> If everybody would just let go of their egos and be honest with everybody, you would be amazed at the problems that we could solve in this world. I really, truly feel. I know. I know. The concept of. Honesty, I think, has has been lost um, because I think at the end of the day, you have all these social media accounts, and they show everybody with no problems, and nobody f's up, and everybody's perfect. And but, and I and I do feel that the the younger generation is killing this because they're just like, no, this is now everybody's yeah. got problems. Yeah. This is not realistic. I do. F- I want to say that our generation, the old, elder millennial, kind of. Generation probably started that because that started in when we were younger. This whole like influencer, like look at my perfect
3: life. but well, <laughs> I also think that that came from our parents. Who yeah, we're right. very putting big that on pressure putting on airs and making yep. sure you present the perfect picture, even yeah. if that isn't the case behind the scenes. And and it's, it. fu- we, it's we just put it um, on social media and, ma- and made videos. Correct. Yeah, <laughs>
2: and I think as time goes on um you're seeing millennials start to like break out of that and go you know the gen z got something going on (laughs) (laughs) um and they just like no we're not gonna do this anymore and it's like we're gonna eliminate this illusion of fast quick production um productive um this kind of idea that like your life is meant to do something or give something or no maybe maybe your life is just literally to
3: exist and like that's okay (laughs) look my life is a mess and i'm just getting through it i need breaks yeah i like to do Mm -hmm. crafts and um that's me in a nutshell
2: yeah and doing this whole like it just it it's killing me because it back to the whole idea of honesty it honestly just honestly (laughs) being frank and open and honest so like say i i don't know i have a design uh i'm having it tested it turns into be a crapshoot if i just go to everybody and go hey you know what i did this design we're testing it it sucks i'm gonna go back to the drawing board so any deadlines i told you we're going to nix all that and i'm just going to go back and like rework this and get this going i feel like as a as a tester on the other side i'm just speaking from a tester i would be like wow awesome like they're they're listening to all of the problems they're going to go try to resolve them and they're like, going to come back and try to do it again instead of oh like everything's fine we'll just delay this a little bit but it's okay everything's <laughs> fine and i'm like no it's not fine it's okay it can be not fine like it's you, it's okay fine same thing with indie dyers doing like you want to do a batch of a certain color you try the batch the batch <laughs> <up>.
0: <laughs> it's just screwed and you're like crap i have um we call know? that wild magic yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's what I, mean. I I love wild magic for that wild magic is like we tried to do something yeah it didn't come out and we go yeah. huh it still looks good it's, it's so still pretty. a yarn there's nothing wrong with it it's just not what we wanted yeah wild magic here it's an, cheaper now <laughs> but uh,
2: but like the fact that you embrace that instead yeah. of like okay we're gonna like pretend this didn't exist
1: yeah. like, oh no no no, no. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that yarn Go there's put a that whole up. page
0: on our website of uh mistakes <laughs> happy, accidents. happy accidents some of your happy accidents are beautiful though <laughs> okay t- uh what was it tequila tequila sunrise oh my god that was hilarious because that was such a mistake and I put those up I'm like I was I was super upset about it I was really upset because I called Jess I'm like I had this whole batch and it's all wrong and I'm like, you know what? Whatever, it's going up there. Call it Tequila Sunrise. I'm good, and it sold out in an hour. And I was like, oh, it was gorgeous. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was gorgeous. I can't Ooh. recreate
1: it. I don't know That's, how to recreate it. Fine. That's the one sad thing about those types of happy know. accidents.
0: I don't know how I screwed it up, but Making like, again. but it was. It was what it was. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Like, and and it's, and I. But but to kind of go off what Drea said about that whole like, the pressure from yeah. from older generations, like. That is probably as a a fiber artist been one of my biggest challenges and Jess knows because she watches me go through the five stages of grief every time I screw up dying oh Oh, I really do like it's (laughs) terrible I'm like and in the wild magic kind of saves us because originally I was like oh my god I'm destroying our stock because I'm an idiot and I can't recreate this dye color and oh my god like I'm, I'm costing us money like the whole thing and so kind of like now at the point where it gets screwed up and she'll come home and she's like What are you doing? I'm like, well, I don't know. It was this. It's not anymore. Ta-da. And I don't care anymore. (laughs) But it has taken me a long time, again, going off what Drea said, to kind of break out of that. This is a mistake. This is a screw up. I did this wrong. Ergo, I'm bad. Like that mentality. And it, it was really ingrained that if it's not exactly what I wanted it to be, then it's a failure. Yeah, it's been really hard to break out of that. It really has, and I think too,
2: um, there might be part of that with all these closures, because I feel like, um, like I actually put that on a story the other, if not yesterday, like today. Where no, it was yesterday, and it was about like how guys, I have all these followers. I don't make any money. Like I don't live off of this. Like there was people that legitimately thought like once you hit like a certain mark, like just instagram just sends Insta-venus. you money they just send
3: you money nobody like, sends you money you nobody sends you money Ever. there's no money even when instagram was doing money
2: i know it was bull crap. <laughs> they kind of stopped doing that pretty quickly yeah they were like wait a second this isn't this isn't working we're losing we we instead of having 70 billion in profit now we have 69 billion in profit that's not okay like <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just like i don't like i it's it's I think there's a mentality of like, if I create a product and it doesn't sell out and it's not the number one product, I've failed. And that's not the case. No. I'm okay. I'm okay with my seed. I think I have like 100 something people or sales or whatever for the seed. I'm good. I'm good. Is it a sellout? Is it like, am I like going to be a huge name at the next fabric? No,
3: absolutely not. But you have maybe a hundred people that exactly. are wearing your hat. It's pretty so, cool. Like, the right.
2: fa- first of all, the fact that even one person buys my pattern, I'm just like,
3: oh my god! Like, what did I do?
2: Was it the Was it the pattern cover? Like, what?
3: what did I? Do? I actually but, can't wait for fall. That's like my favorite hat. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a good time. But I'm like, not even saying that to bump you. Just like no, it's, my favorite it's gonna hat. be it's gonna be a good time. But they
2: like. But like, instead of feeling like I need to create something, so that I meet some kind of capital capitalistic goal. Now I'm like, okay, I'm going to create something so that it makes me happy because I would make this, I would want to do this. So here's this idea. If you like it, buy it. If you don't, that's okay, too. Like I'm still going to use it. And it's hard because I know that there's fiber artists out there that use this as, like, this is how they make a living. Yeah. And and you can't almost take that mentality with it because it is your form of living. Um, and if it is, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to try and hard. find a happy
1: medium, though, because yeah. some, some with that, too, it's like, and not everything is going to take off. So it's like, okay. That doesn't mean you're a failure. It doesn't mean that it's a bad idea. It just means, okay, that's not the market right now. The market is always changing. Everything Mm -hmm. is always like flipping around. You got to stay on top of all of it. Um, I work in sales. uh, It's it's like food sales, but still. So the idea, that's where I'm saying. It's like you got to kind of figure out where your market is, who is buying. You may be originally targeting towards an audience and then a different audience like enjoys it. So it's like it's not... A failure unless you do nothing with it so long as you can take a loss and be like okay what what were the factors that went into this what mm. can I do to kind of switch it around what are there things what have I learned have from I it yeah, um, that's maybe
0: not money but what have I gained? yeah and
1: if you can take that and then go in from a different angle like you're never really losing it's it is, it is the cool thing and it is also the unfortunate thing because a lot of times you are gambling with your, your own money and your time time. Um, and that part can get scary, especially if you get to a point where it's like, you know, it's, you're starting to get more on the thin side of things and it's like, okay. So, and I feel like that, that is what we are, especially right now with, um, just kind of the state of that things are in. um, people are finding they are getting on the thinner side and they have to make that hard decision of, do I keep trying right now or do I have to, like, make the hard choice to stop until, you know, things can things can pick up, things are a bit easier to, to push back into a business.
0: And well, the other problem, too, is that, like, with every market, with every business, there are highs and lows. Absolutely. And, you know, 10 years ago, the... Indie pattern, indie dyer markets were so small. Yeah. Yep. And then you saw, you know, with with Ravelry and social media and blogs in general, and that exploded. And at this Everything point, right where we are at right now, even though it seems like, oh, my favorite indie dyers are closing, the market is oversaturated. Yeah. It is. It's oversaturated. Um, That lends itself to, you know, a scarcity in the market of people having to choose between, you know, nobody can afford to buy from every indie Dyer that they like every week.
2: Right. Yeah. So
0: you have to pick and choose. Now, when that happens, this is basic economics, (laughs) businesses start to close. And eventually you get to the point where the market is no longer oversaturated when there is more demand than supply. So then more people enter the market and it's cyclical. It's just going to keep going. Mm -hmm. So right now we're still at an oversaturated point. It's not that we want the market to be under saturated or oversaturated. We want it to be whatever it is. Um, But it does make it hard for people that are trying to make a living within it really on, on both ends it's difficult
1: especially when you again you've got platforms and things kind of working against you and you you gotta it's it's hard and it's it does it's it is kind of sad when you start seeing especially when you see like all the ones you really like and it's like oh you know we're starting to close and you're like oh no um but I, I think you do you do see that though it does um especially with smaller businesses and uh the smaller indie died or indie owned um you see a lot of like turnover almost.
2: I honestly, so one thing, so I used to be in um, the Japanese fashion scene and one of the things that they, that they did towards the end, right before I left, um, they did like a collective. So like someone came up with the idea of instead of all of us trying to all be like, whatever, like we could still be our brand, but like, we're all gonna pool together And instead of going to like an Etsy or something like that, we're all gonna, they they called it literally the, I think it was like the Lolita Collective. And they had like all these different brands, small little brands underneath one website. So So
1: working together together
2: instead of trying to market against each other. And what that gave the opportunity for was, is when they, when we had, so we used to run our conference, they were the vendor, the collective. Mm -hmm. And then if you wanted to have items at our show, but you couldn't afford necessarily a booth by yourself, you could just be in the collective and they would include you on the rack. Mm -hmm. So then it gave opportunity for everybody to have success. It's like
1: a flea market. Kind of, yeah. It was
2: almost, yeah. And I, I just like, I don't know if I just said a billion dollar idea, and someone's going,
1: "Oh my god, I'm going
2: to make that right now." Anyway, um, but like, and I hope so. Yeah, no, but it would be nice. Like, I think it would. I think the idea of like kind of a collective idea in the fiber arts world that's not like so for me when I see the Etsy's and the Ravelries and all these. Um, there's like a, a there's another app, and they're 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 like they're business is to make money off of the people in it. Yes. It's not necessarily to come together and mm-hmm. form a group to try to like work together. It's it's to like the person who ran that collective in the fashion world had their own brand in it. Yeah. So they were just running the group, but they weren't necessarily like, okay, like I'm gonna make money off of all you and you will do all the work. That's what Etsy does. Etsy wants all the cra- the crafters to make all their crafts and then they take a fee and then they make millions while the crafters still get haggled. So... I think what we need is to go back to the um group help mentality and I know that there's like this I know that when you start going that way people are like, "Oh no, it's going to be like a hippies in a in a big it's gonna like be a hippie one- commune." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying go all the way that way. I'm just saying, if- can we grow tomatoes
3: at the commune?
2: Yeah. Great. I love in. tomatoes. I'm and in. they're an easy it. plant. <laughs> like, they, they're so hard. Anyway, anyways, we're not doing that right now. But
3: <laughs> It's okay. I have my own tomatoes. I just planted some last week. <laughs> anyway. You've got one on the floor. The idea is, is like, I think if maybe some
2: of these crafters or dyers or just anybody within this fiber arts industry just like said, hey, I have a bunch of friends. We all have this thing. And we're going to call it the... Fiber collective or something. I don't know. That's probably already somebody already has that, but whatever, but something like that. And then like under that, there would be a whole bunch of indie designers and dyers and stuff. And they would just work together as a small group. It wouldn't be like this. Okay. Like there's thousands to pick from. And it's like, no, it's maybe they have all have a, a joint venture where like all of them are women or all of them are lgbtqa or all of them are i don't know like you just all have something in common and then they go that way i just i don't know throwing ideas out there somebody do it
1: <laughs> like merchant guilds Be yeah the change.
0: yeah what i said be the change go yeah. <laughs> no but uh, honestly kind of to go along with that i was um i was lo- looking in on a conversation the other day and people were talking about um, two, two designers, um, one who was – actually, they're both pretty well-known. I'm not going to name names. And someone was irate that one of them had used a similar prefix on a design name as the oh, other die, no. as the other designer, which again I was like, okay, that's petty, but whatever. That is kind of And um, that's why Ravelry has like the cowl too. The cowl, oh, I know, three, like like literally, cowl. if you like, yeah, just just yeah. for reference, when I was looking for a, a tea related because I didn't want to do a tea cozy. When I was looking for that, I just put in tea, and there were like seven thousand patterns <laughs> yeah, that I had yeah, to do with no, tea. Yeah. Um, But the the, the reason, like, pettiness aside, the thing that really hit me and actually really made me sad was the person who was irate about it said, well, I think that's just a really low thing for a competitor to do. And I was like, a competitor? The thought that designers, dyers, craftspeople, that we are competing against each other, it really bothers Mm -hmm. me and, and saddens me. Like, we, we're, we don't have to, it doesn't have to be a competition. It's not like we're fighting. I, I dye yarn. I still buy other people's yarn. I don't look at them as, oh, that's my competitor.
1: Yeah,
2: I don't like when you decided to make a pattern yeah I didn't go well Meg mind your own business right. <laughs> <It's>,
1: <laughs> instead I was
2: like hooray come join yeah, me in this hole of patterns because, and because the more we put <laughs> it
0: together the more options we have the more people that are involved and the more art that gets created the more options that we have in terms of yarn in terms of colors in terms of designs the wider and bigger and more diverse our craft becomes and that's a good thing not a bad thing we shouldn't look at each other as competitors the, like, fi-
3: the fiber uh, arts is very much like there's something for everybody there
0: really right. is and and looking at it as we're all in competition with each other is sad the the everyone like wants to focus on the fiber and forget about the art
2: at the end of the day we're all artists and you right. you cannot one artist can copy another like we're, like line for line but even if they unless they were tracing even if they copy line for line it is still their own like it's completely there's you can tell like this is somebody else's and this is the original yeah and That's, because but because of that I'm not saying copy each other what I'm saying is because of those unique perspectives of how you view the world. I mean, we have people who are colorblind. We have people who literally just see things differently because our brains are a little messy, me included. Um, but like you just, because of that, you have so many different perspectives, so many different viewpoints, so many different layers of experience that people have been in that you, I could not go up to somebody and say, Well, you understand. You've clearly been in my shoes because they probably haven't. And you
0: haven't been in theirs. And I haven't
2: been in theirs. So when someone, if someone were to come up to me and this stranger and say, I would like you to draw a picture of your happy place. Guess what? It's going to be two different things. Even if it was the beach, they're not going to look like the same beach. No, they won't. Because your your visions are completely different. So I, I don't, I, I get the whole like, I'm trying to make money or whatever, whatever. But I honestly feel at the end of the day, if everybody would just go back to the fact that this is art and work together rather than against, you have to understand that guys, we are working all these indie folks. The reason why we're indie is because we're all tiny. We're all working against the consumerist society that is. We're working against all the big box people, all the people who just put out like just nonsense that you can just walk into a store and buy. And we're also working against that fast fast fashion industry that is, you know, chunky, like just throwing things out, creating horrible, like I just go into that anyway. But... Instead of like looking at the other fiber artists next to you that may be also designing hats, plenty of people design hats, but there are like, your hat will be different. I remember when I made my C dot beanie, I was like, nobody's gonna want this hat. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, it's just the seed stitch and the dot stitch. Nobody wants this hat. Nobody wants this hat. It's just Some a people want that hat. Yeah. A yeah. hundred plus people wanted my hat. So it's like, it's like if I could speak to a hundred people and with my little simple hat then maybe your hat that you have out there in the universe, whoever's listening, maybe your hat idea will speak to 10 people, one person. It doesn't matter. Like you are speaking to somebody else because everybody has different viewpoints.
1: Guys, at the end of the day, knitting is all one stitch that can be reversed, that can be put together in different ways dying there's only so many colors that actually exist that you the artist are mixing in different ways need a freaking mic drop uh, sound it's <laughs> <laughs> crochet same thing like one <laughs> stitch spinning there's only really one way to spin yarn wrong but- <laughs> there are a couple different ways you're twisting fibers though you are fusing fibers correct <laughs> so but there are different ways <laughs> no there's different ways but you're you're fusing fiber that right. is what spinning is you're right. fusing fiber that's how you make yarn there isn't like a non-fusing fiber way to make yarn so everything is yet is fusing fiber <laughs> okay meg enlighten us <laughs> there isn't uh, no <laughs> i'm just saying it's so if we're stopping at like okay you're copying me then everybody just stop because, you know, way back, like, right when Homo sapiens first discovered how to make cloth, <laughs> and we're at the end. We're done. They figured out how to do it. Just stop, guys, because now you're copying that person.
2: I mean, to be fair, someone made a stock sweater probably like, like 100 years ago. Let's stop. Probably longer. Like, probably way back. So, like, can we just... Probably way we more than 100 yes, years. I'm just... Yes, I, I, yes, we I just,
3: know. We just they, have, they have had sweaters, you know... So it's like, see? Prior see, to the 1900s. See how I am aware. That
1: sounds <laughs> like, I just threw
3: out 100. I know that 100 it is. It was a big number. Okay, all right. <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> back when the Homo sapiens walked So ass. I started this episode by saying we were going to be serious, and I clearly lied. <laughs> Let
2: me go back. I'll, okay, fine. Jess has got it. The Homo sapiens. Okay, I will go back to I'm Homo just, sapiens. Can we stop
0: being Homo sapiens, please. Homo <laughs> sapiens. <laughs> um, we're at least we, a little homo When they here. created fire and the Shetland sweater. <laughs> That was I, I, it. That was it. They created fire, and then the Shetland sweater. <laughs> Everybody's conception of history is making my brain explode right now. An well, ancient is not they even made my the foretime. fire when the fire would go. They need. The well, you got
3: a lot for the blooper reel.
0: <laughs> oh no, this should stay in. This
1: was great i'm just saying this 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 thread was everything the idea of people copying things in that regard like yes if you just copy paste somebody's pattern like bad on right back off that that is not nice but i mean again it's it's all just different putting together of patterns that exist guys like we we need to calm down
0: (laughs) And that's it for this week's topics. For additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast, check out our website at pardonmystache.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more fun friends and fiber at Pardon My Stash.